Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Good morning. <laughs> welcome to Blue Monday. I know, I know. I didn't know how to start that because I actually, we both said this morning we did wake up feeling a little bit wild. It's the most depressing day of the year apparently today. <sighs> It's because we're actually only halfway through January. Don't. (laughs) I was actually feeling so good last week. I woke up this morning and there was, I'd say more than, I'd say it was 80-20 if I was going to get actually up and spend the day (laughs) vertical, not horizontal. I really wanted to just pull the duvet back over my head. Um, But I made, you know, you've just got to get on with it. And then then I heard the radio and and then I heard that it was Blue Monday today. So it kind of makes sense. It all makes sense. And it's it's strange, isn't it? Because I always think, oh, it's just January blues is just like a... It's a nothing. We just made it up in our head. But it re- is real. Like, it, it actually is real. It's a bit of a, it's a funny time. It's, and I think even more so at the moment with everything that's mm. going on in the news about the cost of living crisis and, you know, mm. we're just coming out of Christmas and, oh gosh, it just feels heavy. Mm. It feels mm. heavy at the moment. Out yeah, there. and I was I was thinking about it today. I was thinking what a sort of lucky position, you know, that that, that I'm in because I've got, a little like Mr. Motivator in Dozer who basically sends me messages every sort of couple of hours being like, how are you doing kid? Like, how's, how's your mental Aww. health? How are you feeling? Did you get to the gym? Like what's going on with work? He's like my little cheerleader. If you didn't, if I didn't have that, I think I'd be feeling, you know, really, really quite on the floor at the moment. It's really nice to have somebody in your corner and, and somebody sort of fighting for you. I was thinking about a lot of people that maybe didn't have that, that were feeling a bit rubbish like properly rubbish today. Yeah, and I think we we do need someone. We do need each other. We do need our mates. Mm. We do need our partners. Mm. We do need, mm. you know, to, to give us a boost. Um, but, we, you know, like what like we say, we are aware that, you know, our, our problems might seem very small in comparison in to comparison. What, yeah, mm. what's going on. And I think you, you it's hard to have perspective sometimes because you you can feel the weight of what's going on in your yep. inside your house mm. and then you then look to what's going on and how you know how much worse it could be and you, you, 
it's feel it's just difficult. It's a di- it, it's difficult. It's, it's a, and it's a difficult time. And I think you know, George and I take this podcast really seriously. We know that you know we we want to cover every single topic. We try and bring on a range of people to come and discuss them. We feel like we. It, we we feel the weight and we feel we feel a sort of responsibility yeah, i guess do. to get it exactly. right on the podcast and to really give you a range of different voices from different walks of life and georgia mentioned you know the cro- cost of living crisis at the moment that you know we're sitting here you know in our nice warm houses um you know doing our lovely podcast but actually there's thousands and thousands and thousands of other people at the moment in the uk down the road on the next door street that are in a very very difficult situation and so what we wanted to do with today's podcast is to really kind of have have a think about what we can do in our community to help those less fortunate than us. And uh, we were approached by the lovely Lou Teasdale and her twin sister, Sam, uh, as they are working on a really exciting project at the moment in their area in London. Um, and yeah, they wanted to come on and tell us about it, didn't they? Yeah. Um, do you know what? I think we should just we should get straight into it. And then afterwards, we can talk about the things that we're going to do um, to help. So let's get into it. Please welcome to the podcast, Lou and Sam Teasdale. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. How are you both this morning? We are good. Thank, Thank you. you. How are you? I think we're all right. It's Monday morning. I mean, it's yeah. always a bit of a struggle. I've got to be honest, but I did that thing this morning where I woke up and just thought, shall I just go back to Same. bed and pull the covers over my head? Because it's, it's so Monday cold. It's well, isn't it? So this is the most depressing day of the oh, year. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Well, I, I thought I'd get back into running today and it's freezing so I went out for a run and I basically I got a couple of k kilometers away from my house got a stitch and then I thought fuck what am I gonna do like I can't run back because I've got a stitch I'm freezing so I can't just walk so I thought right I'm gonna go into M&S and buy a jumper <laughs> oh very well brilliant so I could walk home but I could I didn't do that I, I, I sort of looked around and I was like no this is ridiculous what can I do so I bought coffee <laughs> as a compromise to heat myself up and walk well home but actually it could have been a lot worse I didn't know it was oh, you Monday. did good getting out Feel you've like inspired winning. me that you did good getting up and out yes exactly, exactly. um now ladies um we've obviously Lou we've we've had you on the podcast before but fairly early on in you know the made by mama's podcasting yeah. world it was i think it was in the first season actually um but today we're joined by your wonderful twin we can't see her for, there she, she is. hides um, you two sound <laughs> she very hides. like I'm yeah not don't hide camera person like Lou <laughs> <laughs> well, you are today. We're, cho- we're very chalk and cheese. Oh, we can't wait. We've got loads of things that we want to chat to you guys today. But Sam, can you just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what, what you do and just give us a brief history on Sam? Yeah, so I'm Sam. I'm Lou's twin sister. I actually founded a hair brand called Bleach. Um, so I was doing that for the last about 12 years um, as the CEO. But at the moment, I'm about to have my third baby. And I wow. am also, which is probably one of the main reasons Lou asked me to join her today. Uh, I'm the trustee of a of the of a baby bank called Hackney Baby Bank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's definitely something you know we want to have a conversation around, and we haven't we, we haven't done before. No. How, how like how did you guys get involved with the Hackney Baby Bank? Well, when I um, I actually hired in a CEO to run the business um, that I was previously running, and I just wanted to do something a little bit more worthwhile with my time and it had sort of become quite important to me as I'd been in a really sort of like commercial world and also when I'd had my babies um I was sort of in that sort of like cohort parents who go out and buy everything new and 
uh, and just get it mm. and then you use it for a few months and then you sort of wonder what to do with it. And the fir- when I had my first baby, there really wasn't anywhere that I was satisfied with um, to give it to. So I, I didn't feel like giving it to a charity shop was doing what I wanted it to do, um, which was to basically, okay. I just wanted to give it to someone who needed it and to feel comfortable mm. that that was going to go somewhere that needed it. And I lived in Stoke Newington, which is um, got the, the highest population of under five-year-olds in Europe. So there was loads and loads of um, affluent parents doing the exact same thing as me and getting all this gear in. And like a lot of areas of London as well, like the... Mm. It's such an affluent area and people spend, you know, some uh, like £10,000 when they have a baby, getting all of the gorgeous things that they need for that baby. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they work really hard to get to that point where they can relax and they buy all of these things. But then, like like a lot of places around the corner, there's, there's really young mums yeah. completely on their own with absolutely yeah. nothing. Um, living in in poverty in this country, um, you know, and they're just right next to us. And so the baby bank, we originally got involved with the food bank, didn't we? Um, And that was like a lot of warehousing and things like that. Um, And then Sam got to know Butine, who had set up the baby bank in lockdown. um, And she just organises that logistical nightmare that is that middle bit, really, isn't it? Which is getting it from them, Mm -hmm. who really want to give it to them, but don't really know how to. Yeah, yeah. I think with with charity shops, it sort of gets put in the shop. They sell it relatively cheap, but in reality, an affluent person can go and buy that item really cheaply and you just don't know where it's going to yeah. end up. And then the charity actually ends up with a few quid, which obviously gets diluted in, you know, the big the big names, the money gets diluted down with all our expenses and things like that. So that wasn't really doing it. So when I saw what Butein was doing, I was like, oh, that's exactly what I've been looking for. And actually that finding the people in need is the thing that is really difficult um, for people on Mm. our side. Yeah, there's a few things really that we need to sort of delve into here. I think we see the cost of living crisis strapline everywhere. Every time you turn the telly on, every time you you know, you know read a newspaper or you have a look online, there it is. And it's happening on yeah. our doorstep. You know, historically, maybe two, three years ago, when you thought about that sort of extreme poverty, you might think, you know, I know when my mum lives in Kenya, you only have to literally drive down the dirt track to see, you know, thousands of people living in mud huts everywhere and children that don't, you know, can't afford to go to school, let alone buy a pair of shoes it is happening like you said in the next you know in the next door street to you or you know and there's kids that are our kids school that are also going through that level of poverty so what can we I I guess first question is a baby bank what does a baby bank do and what can we do to help it so a baby bank beauty and the founder already worked in the hospital with the domestic violence um, team in the charity sector anyway And I think to be able to um, be in that sector and have had the appropriate training with safeguarding and things like that to get the referrals for the correct service users as the end users of the baby bank. Because we don't want to encourage people to be working with vulnerable people either, like sort of on their own. That's what's really difficult is it's... it's, What do you mean? Well, because the the people who need to receive these things are vulnerable people and so it's really carefully communi- managed yeah it's really carefully managed and community work 
um, there has to be specific safeguarding put in place and make sure that so like when we'll okay. do deliveries to these women we're going in you know young girls homes um, and so there's right. things like that need to be in place um, to make sure that it's okay. all sort of done safely so firstly if you do want to get involved in your community I think the best thing to do is to see if there's something already set up in your area yeah, with professionals that are, that are okay. doing that yeah yeah um, even though we've found quite a lot over the past however long since we've lived in London where we've tried to get involved in, in the community, that's so dif- it's so difficult because there's quite often nothing and we've had to try and take things into our own hands a bit as well. Yeah, but with the right but yeah. with the right people and with community centres and things like that. Yeah, so have a look if there is a baby okay. bank in your area because they'll be working directly with those in need. Um, and then it's just about playing the part of donating wherever you can. So it's either donating more time um, and we have volunteers doing all sorts, which is um, just driving. So just driving stock around, delivering washing. and things like that. Or you can pack the clothes, wash the clothes, sort the clothes, social media. So you don't even have to go on site. Um, like I've moved out to Epping now and I just do most of my stuff. Um, completely remotely because there's so much stuff to do and I think with volunteering as well so Sam was a CEO of a a, a, a huge business turning over millions of pounds and so you know those skills were actually better applied yeah. for Butine who was a, a nurse um to actually use her for what what she's yep. good at so what you're good at yeah you know that's what you, you can, can offer donate, because yeah. a lot of these charities um, around like businesses or if you're in marketing or in you're in PR so a lot of PRs um, get involved with me and then make sure that like some extra stock that they have we get them at Christmas and we can do nice gifting yeah 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 that's yeah that's it that's actually really interesting you know like some lo- lots of us feel like we're really time poor but actually even just doing something really yeah. small that you're already doing you can incorporate to your everyday life you're doing it anyway have you would you say that because of the cost of living crisis there's been a rise in the number of people using um like baby banks yeah so there's been a really sharp rise for a number of reasons so um obviously covid um which is still having an impact um that saw a big rise in the need for all sorts of community charities like baby banks and food banks. But then since then, there was um, an Afghan refugee influx and a Ukraine refugee crisis. And then now the cost of living crisis on top. So it's actually all really, really compounding. And actually, there's just, it's just a much wider group than you might have thought it was now because of the cost of living Mm. crisis. So, you know, it's not just victims Mm. of domestic violence and it's not just people who've been trafficked. It's it's genuinely mothers and parents who've fallen on hard times and just literally can't afford to have the basic essentials um, for their children. We were doing the million minutes thing yeah. the other day, and and Lottie was actually talking to some people that were called. What's that? It was kind. It's like a Samaritans kind of thing that GMB were doing, and right. this lady had rang up, and her and her little baby had just moved the bed and everything into the living room where she had a fire because they because it was just so cold. So she just had put everything in the one room and was just living in the one room with her little baby because she couldn't put the heating on. So she couldn't even go in the bedroom because it was so freezing cold. And she just and it and she they I think they kind of were sort of calling up just so people know that because it's 
it's so hard. We're so we're so privileged, and I mean, it's hitting everybody. But in a way, yeah. it it's yeah, hitting it us in a way where we have to spend money there, and we need to take it from somewhere because where you know, there's some people mm. they genuinely cannot pay for these bills, and they've got these little babies, and it's it. Ugh. It's horrendous. I'm going to be really honest here. As somebody that is, you know, middle class, white, privileged, I find it really, or at least I don't know how to have these conversations because I feel like there are small things that I do at home to try and help. And so I guess what can we do in the home to make those small changes to help? Or, you know, actually we're talking now quite big changes. If you've got kids in school... Um, there's quite a lot of quite easy ways. Um, and you you might already have them, but there's the Facebook groups and the WhatsApp groups. So as I said, I've just moved and we haven't got it at the new place, but at my old, the kids' old school, which was in Hackney, they had a WhatsApp group. Um, so each year, each class has like the parents' WhatsApp group. But then there was a wider one, which anyone on the school would join. And it was just called... Um, Right. freebies or something and it was basically just people saying I want rid of this I want rid of this and anyone could just go and get it or I need yeah or I need this and I need mm. that and it's yeah. just all about using social media which is such an amazing tool um to actually facilitate what everyone wants anyway because it's stuff that you want rid of um is really 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 valuable to somebody else who might need it And so aside from the baby bank things, which is a much bigger operation, and um, as we say, it it runs through social services and things like that, I think within communities where you can see that there there are going to be people in need, there's there's easier things Mm. that you can do. There was one in St. Newington as well. The the Facebook group was massive, wasn't it? I'm just such a big believer in that if, you know, if everyone looked after their street, it, do you know what I mean? If everyone keeps an eye on their little bit and everyone gets involved in their community, no one can go under the radar. And, like, I think you can... Well, you a lot can, less people will. Yeah, I and mean, you can let yourself know that yeah, if yeah. someone maybe did need to ask that you're there and it's it's really small things. I it's think such, as well. It's such a lovely like, idea, that, Lou. It's important to talk, you know, like to talk about the fact that, like you say, it's not just, you know, people who are running away from, a, you know, an abusive relationship or people who are fleeing war or whatever, who are struggling. It's like people who two years ago Completely may fine. have been, you know, yeah. Yeah. absolutely fine and, and, and living quite a normal life to now, like nappies have gone up 60, you know, it's gone up 60% or whatever it is. And, you know, all the bills oh. are going up and all that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes it's those people who can feel quite reluctant to yeah. ask for help and yeah. al- almost like shame. guilt, guilt, like some shame, shame. and some yeah. guilt around it. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, there might be people listening to this now thinking, God, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of me. Like, you know, I've got a great job. I've got a good job and I'm doing my best, but actually it's Still just can't not. Make ends meet. Just can't, yeah. yeah. I'm just not getting yeah. anywhere at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, and it's, how do you find those people? Yeah, well, and I, I, but I think just normalising the, you know, saying I feel this and talking about it, and like we say, social media being such a good tool. and um, Yeah, just making making people feel safe to ask for help is quite a big one. It's quite mm. a big first step. We've yeah. got, um, we get a lot of stories of mums who sometimes, for example, there's like a health reason that they have to use formula and they can't breastfeed or something. And then they're really strong because they just have to keep asking 
And so I think some people can right. um, feel safe to come and ask once, but then to keep asking, it just feels like even an even bigger burden on, on service. And it's really horrible. We'll be right back after this short break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? You, you're talking a lot about um, kind of young mums um, that you're seeing in the community, like the the lovely one, the lovely lady that's kind of rung up and just wanted people to see what she mm-hmm. was going through. That's obviously on the rise. Um, what, what, what sort of things does she? What, you know, what what could we do to help somebody like that? Like you mentioned, you you go around and deliver, you know, baby yeah. items, but also I guess food. It's like, it's a whole package, isn't it? Everyone has completely different needs, really. Um, like a refugee could come over um, or someone who's fed from domestic violence and they need absolutely everything because they've just literally got the clothes on mm. their back. But it's also just, you know, as the children grow, they grow out of their clothes. Um, we actually mm. get a lot of baby clothes because if you imagine you go through your baby clothes really quickly and then you discard of them, whereas when you're, when your child's sort of four, five, six, seven, and um, they keep them for a lot longer and you don't have as mm. much of a cycle of it. I think you're not as indulgent when the kids yep. are growing up as well. I yeah. think the baby you, stuff is so indulgent. We do buy everything oh my God. The, gift, the gifts for your kids when you have the baby, mm. you know, like what yep. we're all like. Zoe, I mean, we've been at the same baby show as you would like with the gifts that like our friends get oh, no. it's like and but then once maybe baby, baby yeah, shower list uh, but then once mm. they, they have like yeah, a wedding once list they're sort of five or six um it's not the same no. level of no one gives you a bag of stuff no. when when the kid's five so i think no, that's yeah. a really important message um is to sort of keep thinking about those in passing need on that stuff as well beyond baby size yeah, yeah. it's not just baby yeah. it's not just baby stuff yeah exactly people will be in these situations wouldn't have school old, uniform, you know, school older uniforms kids yeah well. rope mm-hmm. like rope in yeah. rope yeah. in the primary schools to help um so we'll work with primary schools to have a drive for our baby bank so we'll just work with a different one every few weeks and we'll say right we're desperate we desperately need girls this age and then just put a bin in the bike shed and then people drop it off that morning and you only really need to give them like one or two days warning and you'll still get a full bin's worth um so it doesn't take a massive amount of organizing and if there is a you know there's lots of baby banks in london now so um it'll that you'd be able to do it in London. But I think across the UK, um, there's less of them. So 
need to sort of figure out how you would get it to work. But um, I think everyone's really willing um, to to give. And it's just facilitating the logistics part and someone taking the time to do that um, and being the organiser. And, you know, all the stuff that primary school parents organise, like organise something useful and do something good and... Take your time that way. It's so yeah. true, isn't it? We, we're all yeah. on those groups and you know, <laughs> half are. the time I'm like, oh God. And then I really, you know, Georgia and I were talking about it before we chatted to you guys. It's so lovely when you receive the ones that we desperately need X, Y and Z. Wellies, for example, yeah. they do that at, at my kid, um, Luna's primary school or, you know, school jumpers or whatever it is. And there are lots of people yeah. driving that on. Yeah, it's really great. Exactly. Yeah. It's really great. Well, I guess, do you get your kids involved in your, in your charity work? Because I think, you know, we're, yeah. we're talking from a privileged situation at the moment where you know our kids don't really have to think about where their next meal is coming from or or if they've got a hole in their school shoes they'll know they'll, yeah. they'll get a new pair the next day and all that kind of stuff how do you I guess approach that with your kids we always got looked involved and um she comes down to the baby bank and she um she just helps organize so what will happen is people will bring um a bag of clothes and they're just a bit all over shopping from whatever age and they need organizing to house so like long stuff that's a bit boring she'll sit and do it um and then we can make sure oh. that we're chatting to her. i always just make sure that i talk to her about what it's for and what we do this for um also we used to do christmas day as well before covid um obviously we're co-parenting and i had a new boyfriend and everyone was screaming that what they want to do the loudest on Christmas Day, and you know what Christmas Day gets like. And so we just said, yeah. "We're volunteering. This is what's happening." And we did a um, just a Christmas dinner in the community centre for the elderly. So people who would otherwise spend it alone, and we did it for three years running. And we need to pick it back up, and because of COVID, it's been so difficult with the elderly. But um, Lux yeah. would sort of do just give them little presents, cheer them up chat to them we were in the community hall there was more volunteers than the elderly really because there are so many people that spend Christmas alone and wanted volunteer to do something that day I found there was more people wanting to volunteer than wanted to come and yeah looks would just do the bingo calling and because it's really hard to to work with kids with volunteering so and right. or anything with children from a safeguarding, safeguarding point, of point of view and also to children in the mm. children's hospitals so I would love for looks to be involved somewhere with that but yeah. again um you know these are vulnerable children they're not for us to be sort of stepping in to teach my kid you know that's that's my job that's not yeah, their job exactly. yeah um and yeah. to sort of yeah. understand that it's got it's got to be selfless it's about them it's not about us yes. teaching our kids as well it, do you know what I mean you have to kind of make sure you're not using yeah. these people who are mm the most vulnerable to teach our kids valuable lesson we have to teach them that and so it's how you do that yeah such a good point Lou exactly and that's, point. and that's the difficulty isn't it it's because you you want to your your children to have a level of understanding but equally you don't want yeah you don't want to just take them yeah. along so that they yeah, learn of course you, it's I guess it's how do you I guess just make them aware yeah. that these we things do, are going on we'll do like um for, encourage well forcing them <laughs> to recycle their own toys as well so after <laughs> Christmas and after birthdays yeah. it's like right you've got to now choose go and choose t- 10 toys and they're gonna go to 
and then explain to them where they're going. Yeah, so if they're going to the baby like bank or if they're going to a charity shop and why they need to mm. go there and who they're going to be used by, and then they'll absolutely be off and be absolutely livid <laughs> and they won't be able to find anything at all and just make them do it, make them choose the toys that they're going to hand down and recycle and pass on to someone else who needs it. Otherwise, Because it's so easy as a mum while they're at school to start doing That's a declutter great. yourself and just get it out of the way. Mm. But if I think definitely always engage the kid in that um, process and make them choose what they're giving and make them understand where it's going to and why. Yeah. The, the, the battle that we have, because Georgia and I have these endless conversations over the phone, is that, you know, they they get whatever yeah. they want. That you know, you want to make your child as yeah. the happiest they can be, and you know, if they say, "Oh, mummy, can I have this, please?" and you go, "Yeah, yeah, okay, actually, you've been good. You can do this," and then you hear them bickering. I, I want them to. I have the conversations with yeah. them, but I know they're only six, nine, and four, and the lack of understanding is there. But like, yeah, they have the to know how lucky they are, and they have to as well. And like, I remember we just wanted for things that like, mum made us want for things, yeah, and like we would have to yes. wait until our birthday or Christmas and that was that whereas with looks like when she wants them we should go get it and then I'm like we have to stop doing that and also you know like because of um Instagram uh, she gets sent a lot she gets she just gets sent all this stuff and I mean with Claire's accessories we have this rule if we go in Claire's accessories she's she's allowed to choose one thing she can't go around I want that one and she's That's she's it. allowed to yep. choose one thing but it's one thing and she kind of goes but I want that and that and I'm like we have to choose and when we were on, um, we were on like a Claire's Accessories influencer trip because we, me and Lux were like ambassadors for them and they'd taken us to Cannes on this yeah. like gorgeous trip. And um, and they'd, all the like influencer kids that said, you know, you can go in and you can have anything you want in the shop. And Lux had gone up to like the CEO of Claire's like, I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I'm not, I'm not allowed to do that. I'm only allowed one thing. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, oh. well, you can get a few, can you get some things for your friends or you know um so I guess just on a sort of final note with with this podcast today what's the kind of takeaway for anybody listening um I guess the sort of key points that that people should do to kind of help help others in the situation at the moment I mean, I just think there's so much that you can do and just keep keep your eye out for it. With charity work, I think fundraising for a charity is often about money and everyone needs their money. So it's it's really hard to make difficult for people at the moment to be able to make that decision to part with their money because they need it. Um, but there are so many charities out there that are, like we say, need other things other than your, than your money and find out what they are. So give your time, yes. give the things that you don't want, try and get it into the best possible place for the people who need it the most and just spend a little bit more time researching where it's going to and things like that. And I encourage your schools, encourage the companies that you work for. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to mention actually. Mm. Um, we do a lot of corporate days with, um, in terms of volunteering um, and companies are really really open to that these days um on their csr mm. credentials um so if you own a small business or if you work with one then definitely speak with your hr team about um how you can get them involved so we you know we get people involved on getting finance advice um careers advice yeah. um all sorts of things. So there's just lots and lots of ways that yeah. you can go about helping that growing p- number of people in need uh, without it being financial, okay. basically. Okay. 
thank brilliant. you Lou great. and Sam thank you so oh, much thanks. for coming on I feel like oh as always we've all we always learn so much but this one yeah. really really does you know hit kind of deep here because you feel you should be doing so much more so hopefully that will be the takeaway from today and thank you and for letting no, thank you thank so you for you for letting us make this talk about, about it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah no thank not at all so much so important <laughs> bye. bye guys Oh, it really makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and like I said before, it, we are time poor. There's so many of us who are listening mm. to this podcast, probably while we're doing a million other things, and mm. we feel like we haven't got time to do anything else. But mm. actually, it can just be really small, small things that don't take up any of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, like I love the fact, this one, one of the main takeaways for me is, yes, you go and drop something to a charity shop. Yep, somebody who might not have been able to afford that item, maybe be able to go and pick it up at a cheaper price in the charity shop great but it's actually really nice to know when you've given something directly to somebody who really needs it um mm. I've, i had yeah. we obviously we get sent stuff don't we for it yep. the kids so actually this wasn't sent i'd bought a pair of school shoes online and two pairs arrived obviously i don't actually which is so need weird two, yeah <laughs> which happened yeah, to you the same thing happened to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't need two pairs of school shoes especially not in the same size so I think what I'm going to do is just put it on like the class whatsapp or the school whatsapp and just say listen I've got this pair of school shoes if anyone needs them please drop me a message then there's no like they don't have to tell anyone and you know no one has mm-hmm. to know who it was who took them off of me at all but just those sorts of little things if anyone's in need please like please don't be afraid to ask and it can be mm. it can be private you can just drop me a message I think it's those sorts of things that I'm going to do yes and I really like that idea as well I for me I love getting the kids out and about seeing people from different walks of life and you know like like Lou said it's not it's not our you know it's not the most vulnerable people's job to teach our children and I completely agree with that at Mm. the same time you know them you know maybe trying to take them down to you know a soup kitchen a food kitchen just kind of get them there volunteering to just Mm. be part of it potentially not kit because all he does is like run up and headbutt things at the moment um but um you know Luna and Isla I think they'd get so much out of it and I think it would really yeah I just think it would be really good for them so I'm 100% going to investigate that I was going to say, and I think that really teaches them to think of others. Because yes, it, yes, it's not someone else's job to teach your children, at, you know, to, to have compassion and all those things. But actually, sometimes doing the practical things, it makes it, it, it sort of instills it into them, and it becomes second nature yep. that you yep. give up some of your time or your headspace for other people. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's not the easiest job, and it's not the easiest thing to teach someone. Yeah, it isn't. So yeah, let's just do our bit. And if you want to drop us a message or drop or drop Lou and Sam a message regarding anything that you heard on the podcast today, please do. Um, and as you know as we always say we we just love hearing from you guys so definitely reach out Um, and as always we'd love you to rate review subscribe and please give the podcast a little follow as well and then you'll never miss an episode yeah please do and if you want to drop us a message on Instagram with any suggestions then we are on at Made by Mummers and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.